Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Pod. I'm Sam. I'm here with Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Sam. I was looking over there. You're not over there. You're there. How you going? I'm here. I'm here, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Ah, uh, not football yeah. related. Not football related. Oh, not football related. I'm, f- I'm still getting over cold, but football related. I'm I'm interested to hear, as we were just saying earlier. I'm interested to hear people's feedback about that game. Yes, so if you are here in the Facebook Live, get in the comments early and we'll read some out during. A bit of a change up. Keep it more interesting and um, get you involved. So We want to hear what you think. Let us know if you think. I want to say use. I don't like that word, use. That's not a a word. I I felt like it slipped out. I want to take it back. I want to hear what you think. There we go. I want to know what you all... Wait, Uh, move on. Um, Right, let's get into it. Terrible, terrible game of football. Essendon 10-9-69 defeated Ooh. by McVay and Herds, GWS 14. And Solomon. 96. Um, just an absolute shit show. Parish 28, Durham Durham 23 and Hind 18. That was our leading disposal getters. Disgusting. For the, to quote Kelly Underwood, team in orange, Whitfield 29 <laughs> and Callan Ward 25. Um in front of the sticks, Guelphie, unfortunately for him, one of his best games with four. Mm. Poyda with two, takes him to 49 for the season. Perkins, Hobbs, Langford, and Jimmy Stewart with one. Interesting to note there, Stringer kicked 0 3. Just written that down. I like did that. have him for, a, I know we're not talking about gambling, but I did have him for a bet for three, so I was a bit frustrated. Right, well, actually, we'll get to that because we've yep. got a couple from this weekend. Um, again, for the Giants, Hogan, four, probably best on just about. Green to Coniglio, Whitfield, Bruin, Himmelberg, Kelly, Lloyd, Perryman, Ward, one. Yep. And Breeze. Um, I didn't like it. I, I was, I don't know where it, to start. It was it so was pre buy football again. If that's the right I term. Did some research and yep. love a bit of research, Sammy. Um, there's a couple of stats I'll roll through in a minute, but the one yep. I want to mention now: thirty-eight inside fifties. Yeah, is our lowest for the season. And you think about that Sydney game, you mm. think about the Frio game at Easter. Yep. Um, we and had 39 twice, yep. but never 38. So, and we've all we've been telling ourselves, oh, since Langford's back, Stringer's back, you know, we've got all our play, you know. Now, I know Shield and um, uh, Mer- uh, not Mer- who was Shield the other player? Parish came back, Parish was on the weekend. No, no, there was someone else out from the weekend. Who got injured last week? Oh, Caldwell. Oh, well, thank you. So, Shield and Caldwell were out, who are important players. But, you know, well, to have 38. What pissed me the fuck off? Samuel. I don't understand it. I don't understand it from any angle. Like, for one, we didn't try to move the ball with any oh. sort of similarity to how we've done it for the past six weeks, we'll say, until yep. it was too late. We tried, we tried to get it going late, but until there was five minutes left and we were seven goals down, we didn't really yep. give it. Nope. It still looked like we were trying to defend early in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and we, that's the next bit. I don't yeah. get 18 blokes behind the ball. Generally, no, we had 17 inside their defensive 50, and it happened at least three times where they managed to get the kick to Hogan, who somehow got isolated against Zerk Thatcher, and he's able to take a one-on-one mark. What is the point? Of mm-hmm. having 17 blokes inside the 50 meter arc when you give them a one on one. 
It, it looks like players are still struggling between when to zone or play zone defense and play one-on-one defense. And they looked like really selfish players yesterday, uh, sorry, Saturday, who um, were more worried about their their in, their direct opponent and what mm. they were doing and not the team and, you know, trying to help out, especially Zerk Thatcher, who I still thought was close to best on ground for me. Um, he was very good. He just he, got look- left out to dry. <laughs> Yeah, but he's still for the first two and a half quarters. I thought he was he was holding us together a lot of the times. Yep. Um, one of the highlights for me of the season. Him. Um, some other stats I'll reel off and love a stat. You do love a stat. Minus seventy-one kicks. That's that's a lot which of is all for them. Yeah, yep. But we were plus twenty-five handballs. So which is a bad sign for over-possess, us. Over possess. Yep. Over possess. Oh. Possessed, probably a lot of those were like sideways and backwards handballs, whereas when we've been playing good football, we're kicking it. like we. What they did, I thought, is that they shut down Redmond, which shut down most of our drive, and then they blocked up the wings where we like to just do our short little kicks along. And then all we kept doing was all our forwards kept coming over to the, you know, past the 50-meter mark and trying to get involved, like guys like Snelling and that, who were just pointless being in there because they're useless. And then when we did get the ball, we had no one to kick it to. Mm. It just It's so different. That's what I struggle. It's so different from what we've seen over the last... Ooh. Even the Collingwood game. We should have won that game against Collingwood. Now they're second on the ladder and 11 in a row. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what the hell? Um, you know what? Some, I think, Sorry, you go. Well, I was going to finish off my stats. Yep, sorry. Minus 55 uncontested marks. That's horrible. That is massive. Yep. And the one that hurts my soul the most, 16 to 1 tackles inside forward 50. That's we had just, one that, tackle inside mm, forward fifty. They've had mm. sixteen. That is been that's been a major issue though all year. I think is that our small forwards, and when I think of them, it's been mostly Snelling, um, Guelphie, Perkins. Who else? We'll just say it's a small forward. I mean, the problem with someone like um, Stringer is that although he does tackle, he's not a pressure. You know, like he's, he's not, not like enough. a tip. He's not a tip and Woody who you know people would scared to have the ball near him because you're like, oh, he's going to catch me, you know, like, because yeah. of his just that explosive pace. And when you're playing Jones, Stewart, Wright, they're not bringing any tackles to the game in that inside 50. No, but that's... And that's not... That's okay. That's okay. But then there's more pressure on the small, like the Hobbs who goes down there, um, you know, and as I said, Snelling and that. Then They're just not... We've got a, a, a disgusting supply of small forwards at the moment. I think Guelphie's probably had his best year and has probably become, sadly, our best small forward. And he's not the option, so... No, yeah, I don't think... I moment, personally don't think he's good enough to be in a, a 22 if we're going to win a flag. Oh, controversial. Um, we'll get to next week, but Menzi needs to be thought about. Just to oh, we we need to find develop. We need to either develop our players more or find other options. His ball use last week was enough for me to say, "Yeah, give him a game." Well, he, he would bring more than thirty, than so that's better than Snelling. At the moment, I like Snell, but mate, you can't just you, you can't go on the on fact tackle. that he came third best in the best and fairest last year. He, this year, he. He's kicked zero goals from seven games. I know he's tackling. That's great. We only had three Saturday. What do you say? He had thirteen disposals and he yeah. gained ninety meters. Yeah, ninety meters gained is disgusting. And like seriously, tackling's a bare minimum. Like, I unless you you want to talk about tackling, Rory Laird racked up twenty about three weeks ago. That's tackling. 
Not always averaging six in a game. Seriously. Seven, all right. It's when you get to seven, that's a high number. Everybody's still fine, but we're not talking you're the greatest player in the AFL or anything. You're still a long way behind what the average probably is or what the really good players are doing. Now, I do want to talk about some individuals because not we don't want to harp on about negatives, but there are just some, some things we need to talk about. I'm going to start with one of the least or the lesser of the bads. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I thought it was English. You said use those. So it was English. It's just poor. <laughs> I don't speak the words good. Um, Stringer. Yep. Now, I don't know if it was you or possibly another resident supporter at work or some random on the street. For me, chuck him in the middle to start a game, to start a quarter. Yep. No worries. Other than that, keep him in the forward line, please. Or if we're five goals down with 10 minutes left, you know, that sort of... Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. agree. I I guess he's in the midfield and so is Langford in there too. I I didn't look at their numbers for CBAs, but I I can see why they're in there because we're missing guys like Snelling. Uh, Sorry, uh, Shield and... um, (laughs) The S's. Shield and Caldwell. Um, Parrish was, you know, he wasn't as good, but you can see he's still... He's very important. Um, I, I, I look, I take this. These games are really important to look at because I think you, you, you shouldn't look at the North Melbourne game because you don't learn anything about the players there. You learn that, you know, anyone front running can, you know, like Stringer, for example, can kick a lot of goals against crappy teams. But well, here's I mean, a team Stringer... that's also pretty crappy. But what they did was they were coached better. They were Absolutely like, coached better. so they were like, Hang on, we're going to shut down their ball use and how they carried it out in the last four or five weeks against team out of the half-back line. We're going to yep. stop that and see what they do. Just back on Stringer, sorry. Yep. There's that There's that aspect of it that I'm happy for him to roll through occasionally because he's mm. a big body. He can do the miraculous stuff, although yep. it's less often now. But someone, Truck probably, needs to grab him at quarter time and say, bro, you're not invincible. You're not going to bust through 38 tackles. Use your teammates. When you see an option, mm. give it. Well, what he really should be doing to be a better player is he should realize that the opposition come to him when he has the ball. And that's Which when he should his be looking. have space. Yeah, that should be creating his teammates' space. And then that's yeah. when he should be giving it off. But look, you get this. I think this is the Jake Stringer show. This is, you know, what you get. That's the problem, isn't it, though? Mm. Is that this is, we just accept it because that's Stringer. Yeah, because last week he kicked, kicked one. He kicked five, one miraculous he? goal next week, and we'll go, oh, what a game. He kicked five goals last week. Was it against four? North. Yeah, I know. But this is what you get. Like He's going to go, I'll do it again this week. Yeah. Uh, just rein it in. That's all I'm saying. And just play him a bit smarter because he's not a I, permanent I, midfielder. I don't – look, one of the things that frustrated me a few weeks ago was um, Hine came off after giving away a, a 50. We'll talk about Hine now. Good segue. Well, he came off a couple of weeks ago and after giving away a 50, he sat next to Truck on the bench and Truck looked like he wanted to say something to him. And it looked like Hine just sort of ignored him. Yeah, and it I, was exactly that. Yeah, and I would have, personally, I would have, after the game, I would have ripped shreds through him. I would have said, well, mate, don't you ever can dare look away from me. This was last week against North and it mm. was literally like big scary dad yep. and a 10-year-old boy Ten-year-old boys just, I don't know, stuff you, dog or something. Who knows? And Dad's just giving him the eyes, and Hine did not even look. Mm -hmm. And then Hine's performance this week, I just thought, I thought he's a guy who 
look, Hind, he's a guy when he's got the ball, he seems to be the quickest player on the field. But when it. he doesn't have the ball, way. God, he looks like his hamstrings are busted. Or he's running in mud. Like, seriously, he, and the other his issue, effort sometimes is disgusting. Yeah. And the other issue, and we touched on this last week, and we got a few comments saying, nah, he was good, he was good. Again, his ball use, when he oh, had it, he horrible. would he'd go for a little sprint, leave him in his chemtrails, as the dickhead Dwayne Russell says, <laughs> and then fuck up the disposal. Yep. I've... I'm more of a fan of personally what I think is better for and and is harder to tag to a degree is Massimo D'Ambrosio type player who's really, really good by foot. So Ambrosio can just get the ball, take a couple of steps and kick and move the ball 40 metres up to an option. Whereas Hind, Hind, his way to get the ball up the ground is to run. Now, if you've got someone tagging that, like what happens to Saad in Carlton games, Excuse me. They put pressure on him and tag him, and then all of a sudden, Carl lose a lot of that drive out of their back half, and mm. it's really easy to tag or to you know to do. We the, talked about this yeah. earlier. That one of my bugbears, I don't know, two or three years ago, was that McKenna and Saad were great players and played their role well, but their best mm. attributes was that they were attacking, and by nature, they're defenders. Well, and the, and the way they attacked same, it was at running. We've got this same sort of scenario. Red Dog, I think, is a little bit more defensive than both of them, but still gets high up the ground. Yep. And Hind, love the guy, but very one-dimensional. Well, I think you can have one, but I don't think you can have two yes. is my problem. So agreeing with what you're saying, maybe mm. the way forward, at least for the next two weeks, there's only two games left, Yep. is Redmond. He's yep. without doubt. Yep. One and well, possibly best and fairest at the moment. Yeah, so. um, well, I agree. I think Hines should get a little rest for a couple of weeks and sort of go back to the VFL and just see if we can get a bit of an attitude adjustment because well, try him as a forward, do something different because he's not. I like... don't mind that idea either. Because I, I like we need a, we need a small forward that can run and put pressure on when we don't have the ball. Because he that's... can't run that quick when he hasn't got the footy. That's so. true. Actually, don't worry about that idea. Just turning back to the VFL. Yeah. Um, By the way, Kyle Langford, I don't think he's up to playing midfield football. Nah, he hasn't got the tank. Um, Well, he hasn't got the skill set to play. He's a better wingman than he is an actual midfielder. Yes, agreed. And his most damaging asset is that he can kick goals. Well, he's very good one-on-one because he's tall. He can outmark an opposition wingman. Lovely set shot. We know how I like Beautiful set set shot. Beautiful kick. But I don't think he's that quick. Like he's not quick off the mark, or he's not quick with hands, or quick, you know, like a merit, you know, quickly onto the boot and hits a, you know, fifteen twenty meter sort of pass, you know, by foot. Yep. Uh, I want to talk about a good. Yep. Now fine, we fine. do plan. We do plan on doing a bit of a season review, but yep. I want to talk about Peter. Yep. On the day, eh, yeah, two goals. Yeah, it's fine. Probably mm-hmm. both in the first half, so a bit, yep. bit to fade. But forty nine goals for the season. Awesome. Danaher Bird on once. the Coleman, Bird or fourth? Fourth. Danaher once has beaten that, and we haven't had that many goals in a season, and I don't know this for sure, since Lloyd in 09. I reckon that'd be about right. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. So that's massive. And yeah. Pete, who wasn't getting a game at a pretty shit club at the time, yeah. um, just love it. I really do. 
Um, any comments regarding any of that sort of stuff? Uh, it's been a whopping total of zero comments though, oh. so far. Um, people. There's 11 with... people here. One of them is probably me, to be fair. Well, now there's 10. Get in the comments, please. Um, well, I do, just on that, Peter Ryan, I do think like Gold Coast are funny because that Mobio, Mario Chole, I think, has kicked 43. He's oh. up there, yep. Yeah, He's yeah, something there. around there. Maybe before this weekend, it was something like that. That's Standard money ball scenario too, yeah, but you've you've got to. There's players out there like, and I think this not to go off, target, bit go off target here, but I don't think Collingwood are going to get it right if they spend a lot of money on McStay. I don't think he's the right guy. I think he could oh, probably that's... kick. He could probably kick a few goals, but I reckon if they really money balled it, they could find other options. There'd be someone there, yeah. For me, um, there's a guy up at Sydney who's um can't think of his name. He Plays in their ruck sometimes. Plays ruck forward. Armitage? No, something. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's um. Story. Yeah, I should probably. You're the opposition. I should have probably dude, researched yeah. this a bit better. But he's <laughs> he's someone I watched him play like his third game because he was in my fantasy team. I watched him play the third game and he took like mark after mark all over the place and kicked two goals, two goals, two or something like that. And I thought, oh yeah, he's a shout. And he's just not getting games up there like he's playing their VFL. Because he's behind, like, Sam Reid, Buddy Franklin, that McDonald. Hey, yeah. Collingwood, if you want to just have one tilt to the flag next year, assuming they don't Ooh, win it this year. Yeah, Buddy. Well, Buddy or Josh Kennedy, just a casual, what, seven goals in his last game of football? Or the other Josh Kennedy. There's only two ones a midfielder. Yeah, I don't really yeah, yeah. think he's going to solve any forward issues. Well, no, but he's. Did you see he busted his hamstring again in his VFL return? I think it was the other hamstring, so his career might be done and dusted. Okay. Anyway, that's enough opposition talk. Right. For one podcast. Um, we lost more now. We're below 10. Uh, 13. It's gone up. <laughs> Talk about the opposition because it's, they're better than us. They're better. Um, the other obvious good is uh, Mr. Welfy. Where, well, the peroxide the guy who's not even peroxide anymore. I just seem to only know him as peroxide man. Four goals from nine touches. Um, very, what I like, he's one of the goals he kicked. He was probably 20 out. He had Hayne coming across his boot and he just dribbled it. It was just smart. Yeah. It's just a little bit of IQ. Goes a long we, way. We talk about um, like Zert Thatcher taking big steps this year. Mm-hmm. I think we can put Matt Guelphy into that category. Now, he's up to about 70-ish games, I'm guessing. Matt Guelphy? That... Ask me any questions. The answer to told you this. Um, and so it's probably taken a bit longer because Zerk Thatcher, I reckon, would be in 30 games at the most. 81 yeah. games. See, that's a, for me, that's too long, personally. No, that's nearly 100 games. Something. Of, he's played nearly 100 games of football and he's still, you would rate him as, you know, what? I like him. You <laughs> I, well, you have a hard. It's not about like or dislike. Him. I'm just saying I don't think he's been good enough, and you know this history has shown this to be in our best 22 for a long time. But this year he has played his best football. Yeah. Uh, any other negatives, positives, anything else you want to mention? I thought Sam Draper got touched by Bruce. Yeah, he did get touched. Mm. Up. Um, it was a shit game of football. I really did not enjoy Horrible. watching it. I. It got was home reminiscent... just in time to turn it yep. on. I was so excited. Then I heard Callie Underwood's voice, and then we lost. It was 
It was reminiscent of the rubbish we have played against the Sydney and the Geelong and the, you know the pre the pre buy games. It was just we we couldn't move the ball forward, and we just seemed to defend like a bunch of spuds. The other thing, actually, I want to quickly bring up. Yes, please. We've got a couple of players who may not be the smartest in the IQ football department because I don't think they realise that you can when you're within nine metres of the goals, you can rush it through for a point. Mm. I don't think a few of them know that. But they like a few times we just like I think it was Kelly. He tried to handball at someone when he was he basically oh, yeah, he just handballed it yeah. over the over yeah. the point post. And, he wasn't you know, even and he was like a meter out. Yeah, and the umpire wouldn't have called it against no. you. They don't. They would say, "Yeah, you had pressure there, buddy. You were shitting yourself. Yes. You could have just went that way, and you would be fine." Um, I also want to talk about one thing in particular, only because I think it's interesting. Not that I'm complaining about what happened. It's just an interesting topic of conversation, and that is the Stewart. James Stewart Mark in oh, yeah, yeah. the defensive goal square and Toby Green spoiling and then soccering a very, very good poacher's goal. We spoke about it today and it's it's an interesting one because the umpire didn't call stand. The umpire should have told him to get back to the nine. He didn't yep. really have time. Yep. I'm on the fence there to say, Stuart, just take take a second. Don't give back. him the opportunity yep. to yep. do that. And if you had have maybe taken a second, you probably would have got 50. Yep. Two, that's a real gray area. So if if I get in and do something stupid before the umpires told me to do something, i.e. stand, whatever, I can do it. Mm. Yep. So I've just got to be quicker than the umpire. Well, I don't think that is right. I think the umpire got it wrong personally. But my other concern was that, Stuart, if you looked at what he was handballing it to, which was an Eston player about four metres away from him who was still under... Like, again, is that your best option? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, by all means. You would have handballed it to the Eston meters. player. The Eston player would have been freaking hammered by the GWs straight away, and he would have yep. probably and been caught on the ball. But you should have been thinking, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go, you know, look for a kick Take here. 10 seconds, and worst case scenario, you've got the nine metres. You can yeah. get it 60 metres away from your goal, get right. a stoppage. That's the minimum. I agree, but I just, it's an interesting gray area in the rules and why then I would really love. James Stewart in the square. I think yeah, we've seen, geez, we've seen some moments there. We've seen some special, special moments. AFL, if you're listening, just have an umpire. Talk about it. Because that's the kind of one I would love an explanation. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, the umpire should have done this. No way. We lost the game. We were never going to win the game. It didn't affect the game. Fine. Just explain it so we understand. That's all I need. Um, Votes, please, and then we might talk oh, a bit about God, next this week. This was so hard, Sam. Like, now, seriously, this was hard. We did do I it could... separately. Yep. But we have we have the same. the same. Guelphy three is yep. a is an obvious one. No, you yep. do too. We'll be cute. We'll share it. Okay, Zerk uh, <laughs> Thatcher. Look, just because his defensive efforts against Hogan, even though Hogan kicked four, and I'd like to point out too. But uh, Guelph, uh, Zerk Thatcher's opponent from last week kicks six or seven, seven? on the week. Yeah. Yep. So he's had a good run. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was the same. I, he got touched up a bit in the second half, but that was a lot to do with his teammates not giving him... I felt the same. He was real one-on-ones. Like, there was no cover coming in for him at all. And one vote, which I had to look at stats and go, who the... F- and hell do I give this to? Yep. It's Parrish. 28 touches. I think he had eight score involvements and seven clearances and six tackles. I reeled off yep. before. Um, eh, that's good enough for one vote. First game back, he didn't look yep. brilliant, but fucking none of them did. So 
And we'll probably the other one there was I think we both may have mentioned was Sam Durham, who we thought was okay, but he really fumbles and he's got the right attitude. He's he's trained great attitude. and teachable, but he's just a bit scratchy still. He needs to really work on his skills. Scratchy. His yeah. skills below his feet. He talk, for a guy that's not big, like he is below his knees is disgusting. Yeah. Like but, he will often drop a ball and walk like go over the top of it and have to go yeah. back for it. But he's one of the guys, if you've got the effort and endeavor, you, yep, you're trying to so Yeah, he, you, you persist with him. You, you yeah. What you're trying to do is you want to see him develop. By the time he hits 50 to 70 games, that he's a really, really good player. Now, oh, I thought that was more. I thought that was more. Oh, well, um, <laughs> well, this is the thing about the Guelphie is that he's in 80 games and we're just starting to see the goodness. So I don't know if we can wait that long on all of them. Not on all of them, but no. Yeah, that's a bigger argument or bigger conversation. Now, I want to talk about next week, and this is a bit sooner than what we normally would, but we've kind of reeled through well, the show. And we can only be negative for so long, can't we? We've done it all year. So, um, <laughs> we, we being me and you, are kind of on the same track now for next week that we need to see something maybe a little bit different. Um, I'd be a big fan of Menzi coming back in just to see how he goes as a small pressure forward who, again, from limited exposure, seemed to have a really good kick and a good decision-making mind. Yeah. Um, we did beat the Giants in the VFL, the one that matters, um, by five goals. Waterman kicked four, Baldwin kicked two, so I wouldn't be opposed to giving Baldwin the run and just... I think that Waterman's he's not a bad forward like in the v- like He's such a beautiful kick. Hmm. Mm. Um, that's uh, I mean that's about it for the well, standouts. It was a low so, possession game again. Yep. So I would like to see um Hind out and Massimo in. Yep. I want to see. I I, I, I can't deal with Hind's attitude the last couple of weeks. It's yep. just it's Agreed. pissing me off. Yep. And to me, that's imp- that's a really important part of the team is the attitude. Like I don't care if you you get flogged, but you've got to try. Like Sam Durham, like his attitude is fine. Mm. He's cracking in, having to go. Nick Owen just looked like he couldn't give a toss bag. Whereas, and this is kind of contradicting myself a little bit, but um, Snelling, his attitude's fine, but his skill set is just but seriously still, 90, 90 metres gain. There's a balance. Yeah, and he's just, he's just, his kicking is atrocious. Like, he's handing the ball over to the opposition by foot nearly every time. A bit like Hind. That's one of the things I can't deal with. And look, I, look, I know he last year he was very good. I wouldn't doubt that. But his seven games, whatever he's come back from, for zero goals is just not good enough. I'm sorry. We have to be a little bit ruthless to be better. And I would rather see a, as you mentioned, um, you know, uh, Mackenzie or, Menzi. or anyone really. Menzie, sorry. Be... Um, do you have to apologize? I've just... I thought it was a bit weird. We haven't had any comments, like zero. That's like that's that's never happened. Well, what have you done, Sam? I just well nothing. I just had. I thought I'll check my phone and just see if it's just messed up on my computer. And yeah, sure enough, it has. So <laughs> apologies to everyone I ignored. It just technology didn't come up. really. These young kids of today. It didn't come up on my on my screen, so I do apologize. Um, there's one we can talk about here now, if you'd like. Oh, go. Before yeah. we move on, well, we've already yeah. kind of moved on, to whatever. Um, Douglas David, reckon James Stewart should be trade material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who, I don't think we can. Do you have a little bit of value because he's big? Just a little bit? Because he's I a, think yeah. there were 10, like, here's a, Collingwood. That's a money ball shot. 
He'd be yeah, a free not the agent. Worst. He'd fit in at Collingwood. He's a bit of a filthy character. What an ordinary haircut. He doesn't realise he's bald he's on top. I don't think anyone's told him he's bald at the back and he's going for that little mullety short haircut <laughs> thing. Anyway, I'm getting personal and that's James, rude. If you're listening, if you're listening. Uh, look, see, now, I, that's, I don't have a problem with that. I Because I, do we... Like, how is he to our future? Like, he could play all next year and that'd be fine. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, but yeah, if we could get something decent for him, then I, I personally think that's guys like Francis who played in the VFL. He still looks so talented to me. Like, I watch him play and go, geez, you're a good player. You he should go to a club be, where you can succeed. Yeah, he's got to be looking at going. I would, and I wouldn't blame him. No, either. no, he's, he's got, he should go back to Adelaide and try and get some footy back there. Um, I did. I heard some discussions about Langford during the week, which I was oh, thought was really this is interesting. Really good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's unlikely. Any other comments that you want to, from your? No, I mean, there's a lot just sort of talking about what we talked about. You know, yeah. um, if we'd been up to date with it, we would have been having it. Yeah, uh, again, I'll try that again next week. Um, <laughs> probably not a listener to the podcast, but you're you're in the Twitter sphere. Because you're a bit older, and that's what you do. Yeah. I don't have um, Facebook, at least. You're on Facebook. Yeah, for, yeah, no matter. Um, <laughs> a, uh, an Essendon supporter, I won't say gentleman because we don't know. Suggested now, you can probably tell the story better. Suggested oh. we trade or think <laughs> about trading yeah. or making a tough call, and the example he gave was trading Langford. So he was more about just the idea, like he wasn't saying Langford shit, you should get rid of him. He was saying, you know, what is what's people's thought on someone like Langford? You know, his his numbers well this year haven't been very good. Last year would probably be, I would assume, one of his better years. Um and I was like, it's a great conversation. I I'm not saying you you do it or you don't, I'm just saying it's a great conversation to have. And this is why I'm not on Twitter, is because they got absolutely He got hammered this poor bloke, and I was like, um, Oh poor bastard. <laughs> Because I was like, I get the, I get his idea, you know. He's just saying, well, should we talk about it? And everyone got, oh, you don't watch football, you've got no idea. He's a great player, great bloke. Like, it's not about that. It's just and like, how do we progress a, as a team? There's a little inherent issue there too. He's a great player. No, he's not. No, he's... we see potential in him, and he has good yeah. moments, but he's not a great player. The issue I have with him is that he's never played more than 18 games in a season. And he's he a bit only once. Surely. Yeah, no, he hasn't ever played more than 18. He's pretty injury prone. He's he's a half decent wing. Well, he's a good wingman, but but you know, how does our team look with? Well, for example, Heppel's been playing on the wing. Um, Durham's playing on the wing. Martin's playing on a wing, and they've so they've sort of squeezed Langford into that midfield or forward role because they're like, well. Well, we haven't got Shield or Caldwell, so he's kind of been yeah. forced into that. At the yeah, but but if the full team was there, do you who do you pick out of say if Heppel's if they have to put Heppel on a wing? But like, I don't think Heppel should be on. I don't think Heppel should be in the twenty-two next year. But that's another conversation. But is it Durham and, and um, Martin? And is you know is Langford in front of them? One of them. It's a good conversation, and mm. I'd like to know. We won't go too much into it now. Just in the comments. Put your hardest hat on. Who do you who do you trade? What's the yeah. what's the what's the biggest tough call you could make to say, you know what, we could trade him, get a few decent picks, and we'd be okay. Or is it? I don't think it's too for me. It's not just about oh, getting a few decent. It's like who do we have that's not like I personally think that guys like Shield, Parish, and Merritt are are not replaceable like with eighteen year olds because. Yeah. 
and you could say the same for Langford because he's a big body, you know, he's you know six foot sort of two guy, but he's got other guys down that are competing for his position and could be better. Whereas I don't think anyone of the Hobbs might be up with those guys in a few years, but I still haven't seen the kicking skills from Hobbs that I want to see. Um, Caldwell, I think will be there. He does a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, I think Perkins could be moved into the midfield in the future, but he's still got to build his frame up and he's probably tank is a long way off that role. So good conversation. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Is it who is replaceable and who isn't? Yeah. One to have in the future, not tonight. Can I please have a tip for Port Adelaide Sunday? At Just the, the tip with Sam and Dave. It's been so long since you've done that. Oh, no, I missed it too. I haven't. I really can't see us after that performance winning a game for the rest of the year. Okay, that I'll wasn't a port. tip. Yeah, I'll go Port by 30 points. I think we'll bounce back and lose by less. Um, nah, bugger it. Don's by 15. I hope we'll bounce back, but I... One of us have to be positive. And Porter a bit me. So, so GWS. Okay, yeah. I, us by 15. I'm sticking with it. Well, that, that's what you stick with, it, buddy. The other imp- oh, I don't know, it's important thing or interesting thing is that We've got pick six, which will push to pick seven, but Adelaide have got North Melbourne this week, and if they win that, we'll pass us. So we can still get pick three or four. Well, we won't get three or four. uh, We're a game in front of the Giants. They'd have to win their last two. and they've got So they've got the Dogs this week, so they're not probably going to win that. But we could still get pick five with um, the one going, like the first pick. So one, two, three, four, so which would be pick four. Because Will Ashcroft has already nominated yes, for um, to go to, so that's taken pick one off. The, so pick one will go there. So that North Melbourne will technically have pick two, unless North Melbourne do what they did last year and pick them, let it and don't bid on them because they're idiots. Someone's got someone's got to bid on them, otherwise someone's going to get them cheap. You don't just let it go to the pick thirty and they go, oh, there you go, you got him in the end. Yeah, no, you make them pay what the players worth. And yeah, Ashworth, right. Ashworth, what's his name? Yeah, Ashcroft. Ashcroft, thank you. Yeah. Is pick one. Me, yeah, he's going to be, they reckon, another Nick Dacos. No doubt. So, yeah. So. Pay. All right. I might wrap up if you're happy. Well, I'm not happy, but. Uh, you know what I mean. With our talk, yes. With our team, that's so. Yeah. Um, winning never gets old. Let's get back to it, please. I still like winning games of footy. Uh, just, please. It's <laughs> such a sad little. Please, please win. That's all I need. Please, come just on. win a game of footy, for fuck's sake. I don't want us to win anymore, Sam. I want the draft. We're There's not no going to go up that much. We're not going to go up that much from winning one game of footy. I just want us to not play the style of football we played yes, on the weekend. Play good. Actually, that's a good point. Play yeah. good football and lose. It's not about the results. It's not about the results. It's I'm about totally fine with that Collingwood yeah. game. And we still fucking lost. Yeah. I'm totally fine with, you know, how we've played the last month, except for this game. That was disgusting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for listening, wherever you are. We really do appreciate you. Sorry about the comments. Um, yeah, we'll get it right one week. Just sure. technology, you know. When you're in your late 20s, things get a bit away from you, don't they, Sam? You know, at your age. I miss being in my mid-20s. <laughs> All right. Go, Dons. Go, Bubbers.